Hey everybody, Jim Sammons here, and welcome to the Kayak Fishing Show Live. As always, brought to you by all these wonderful sponsors. Scrolling across the bottom there, uh, Ballast Point Brewing Company, Seagar, of course, Jackson Kayak. You can see my Jackson Kayaks up there. Uh, Standard Horizon Warner Paddles, Yak Attack, Siegler Reels, a band of anglers, Ray Marine, which my boat is loaded with, NRS, and Torquedo, which my boat does not have. <laughs> well, getting a visitor here. <laughs> One of my dogs decided to walk in. Um, yeah, so if you're new to this, uh, we do these shows, shows every Tuesday and Thursday, airing older episodes of the Kayak Fishing Show. On Tuesdays are the, uh, I guess, newer stuff, Jackson Kayak. And on Thursdays are the older episodes back when we were with Ocean Kayak. You know, we were on the air for 13 years. So we have a lot of episodes, 13 episodes a year for 13 years. And I appreciate you all for joining us. Uh, I also want to thank everybody who did join us on uh, last Thursday and uh, participated and particularly shared our episode uh, for your opportunity to win the uh, Black, Black Pack Pro from uh, Yak Attack. And congratulate uh, Craig Benish, um, if that's how you say it. Um, Craig Benish um, for uh, winning. And, uh, you know, all he had to do was uh, comment and share the show for his chance to win. Connection is fairly good. I, I looked like I was having some Wi-Fi issues there for a second. Sorry. Um, but again, I do appreciate everybody who joined us and hopefully we can do more of these uh, giveaways and start bringing more of the sponsors back on, like we had uh, John Hipsher from Yak Attack talking all about their product. So uh, I'd like to get back into that routine of having sponsors on and, and other people and not just airing the episodes. But again, we've got to support those sponsors down below us so I can keep doing this. Um, but I'll hide that for now. There's a couple comments on here. Uh, Giles. I'm going to go Giles. <laughs> it says cool setup. I assume you're talking about the setup, the rack on top of my boat. Yeah, it's, it's a pretty cool setup. It worked really, really well. Um, uh, we set that up with Malone Auto Racks. They helped me put that whole thing together. And it worked really well. Very, very solid. Um, didn't even notice those things up there when we were running the boat. Rudy, how are you? Good to see you. Liam Young, as always, joining us from Kayak Fishing Tales, our YouTube channel. Sean, thanks for joining us, man. And Robert Burke, uh, how's my shoulder doing? Hey, marginal. Um, it's definitely getting a little bit better all the time. Um, starting to do a little bit more of the therapy. Uh, Going to go see a different physical therapist tomorrow. I uh, wasn't quite happy what was going on with my other one, so... I'm uh, going to go see a different one tomorrow and uh, hopes are high that uh, we'll start improving because <laughs> I still really can't lift my arm about that high. So, uh, you know, that's not good. I can't paddle. I can't fish. I can't can't do much, but I can still do this. So at least I can talk about fishing. <laughs> uh, Johnny Johnson says, howdy. How you doing, man? Thanks for joining us. I do appreciate it. Uh, if you are joining us, watching this on a replay, please let me know. And if you're watching from, uh, you know, from anywhere, I always like to know where people are watching the show from. We do get um, viewers from uh, all over the world, which is really cool. And I always appreciate that. And I always love to hear where people are from. 
Uh, Rudy says, pedal the gnar. Well, Rudy, if I had a gnar, <laughs> I'm still waiting. So um, I unfortunately don't even have a dealer in uh, San Diego that's carrying the boat. So um, I'm, I'm definitely on the wait list to get one, but I'm not sure when that's going to happen. And again, I can't really fish anyway. So I think if I had one, I would just be uh, tortured. But uh, I definitely want to get out there and try one. Um, I've been have been able to do a little bit of rigging, you know, on the black pack. Uh, did some rigging, been doing some working on some rigging on my blue sky to put my torpedo on. So all that stuff I'll be able to use. I just can't really fish. <laughs> so, uh, Rudy, you want, you want to lend me yours? <laughs> awesome. I'm sure I'm going to have one soon. I know I, I know I'm fairly high on the on the list to get one, but it's just, uh, I told them not to worry about getting it to me too soon. Cause like I said, I, I don't want them to send me one and have somebody else not get one yet and where I can't even use it. So, uh, Bonnie, how are you? Thanks for joining us. So today's episode was actually shot here in San Diego in 2018 or aired in 2018. Um, so it was shot in 2017, I guess. God, my nose, I'm, excuse me. <laughs> Got a tickle in my nose. Um, and the plan that we had come up with was to load, come up with a system to load the uh, the Krakens. And these were um, Kraken 13s on top of my boat. Uh, the 13 being a little bit easier to work with than the 15 when you're doing stuff like this. Because uh, that is pretty high up there. Um if you, if you guys can all see that, you know, it's a pilot house. So getting that up on top of my boat. Um, so getting them up there and then taking the kayaks out for kind of a, a two day trip out to San Clemente Island, which is, a, you know, a 70 mile run off of uh, San Diego. And I, I've done a lot of trips out there and I absolutely love San Clemente Island. The, uh, the problem with San Clemente Island is that it is basically run by the military and they bomb it. <laughs> so um, where your sheltered harbors are, where you would anchor up, uh, if they're bombing, they close the whole thing and they say you can't be there. So our whole plan was, you know, working around uh, closures and of course, 70 miles offshore, you're also working around weather. And though our plan, and I actually think I say it in the intro, is that's what we're going to be doing. We never made it to San Clemente Island. Uh, so we ended up fishing around San Diego. Um, what happened was they changed the bombing schedule. So we had all this beautiful weather and they're bombing the island and we couldn't go out there. And then when it opened up, the weather turned to hell and it was blowing 25 miles an hour or worse. And I'm not making that kind of run in my boat, <laughs> uh, let alone want to be out there with our kayaks and everything, you know, we just get beat up. So we ended up fishing around San Diego uh, with my good friend, Sean White. You've seen him on the show before. Um, did some local stuff. And then this is actually uh, two parts in San Diego. So Next week's episode, I believe anyway, and I didn't go back and watch the episode, but I think it was part two, whereas when I actually picked up the first blue sky. And so we did some test runs with the blue sky, kind of run, run down to the boat, show you all that. So that episode's really like a, a big, 
blue sky advertisement almost, but it's a good episode and it really showed um, how cool the blue sky was even before we really got it dialed in. Uh, but it, it's, and it really has become my, one of my favorite platforms to fish off of. So make sure you uh, tune in next week for the blue sky. Uh, I don't think it's in the first episode. Like I said, I, I don't recall, but um if you do have any questions or comments, please make sure you send them our way. I'm always happy to answer any questions, whether it's about kayak fishing in general, about the particular episode, whether it's about San Diego, whether it's about my boat. <laughs> you know, that's I, I'm here to answer questions and it always makes for a better, better show if we have engagement. So with no further ado, I'm just going to get this episode going because I have no guest on here with me today. Uh, hopefully I'll get Sean on here with me next week because we'll talk more about the blue sky and all that. Um, Rudy says, you still guide in San Diego? Kind of. Um, I mean, I was a full-time guide for a long time. Um, and then when I started traveling for my show, I really ran out of time and I wasn't guiding except for very select clients, um, old clients, repeat clients, that sort of thing. And um I mean, I'm not guiding. Obviously, I'm not guiding at all right now. And um, who knows if I will at all this year. Uh, I, I mean, I would like to be back to doing it just, you know, a little bit part time uh, again to select clients. <clears throat> I don't know that I want to be back to guiding beginners and all that. Like I spent so much time doing, you know, at schlepping boats and all that anymore uh, with my shoulders and my back are, are not that much fun. So, um, yeah. <laughs> So anyway, let's uh, bring up the episode. And again, if you have any questions or comments, shoot them our way and uh, I will be happy to answer them. And I hope you enjoy the episode. This week on the Kayak Fishing Show, we are fishing my home waters of San Diego and also loading up our kayaks onto our boat and heading out to San Clemente Island. Stick around. You're going to love this show. <laughs> That's a quality bone right there. So the plan on this trip is to load the kayaks up onto my wife's boat and take them out to San Clemente Island. And that's about 70 miles offshore. So today we're doing a little test run. I've never loaded the kayaks on the boat before. I've made a rack for it and I've got a, a separate rack that we're going to experiment with. So today is a full test run of how things are going to work getting the kayaks on and off of this boat. Make sure it's going to work before we head 70 miles offshore. Yeah, 
Jim called me and said, hey, you want to try and um, do a mothership on our boat out to San Clemente? And I was like, yes. <laughs> you know, he's got a pretty good sized boat. It's a 22 footer, but kayaks are pretty big themselves, you know, 13, 15 feet. And carrying a couple of them is, is a task. We really kind of just wanted to see what it was like to do some uh, longer runs and uh, some running gun kind of fishing with the boats up top. Got everything rigged up and started off by launching our boat in San Diego Bay and then working our way out to the end of Point Loma, just making sure that the boat carried the kayaks well, you know, how it handled and the pounding of swell and chop and everything. What really was the trick was really for us learning how to get boats on and off uh, kind of quickly and without killing ourselves. So we're uh, doing our test run of the kayak rack and, and the whole process of loading and unloading. So uh, we've come out to the kelp beds out off Point Loma here in San Diego. So now we're gonna take the kayaks down and see the whole process, how that works, so we can kind of get it dialed in for when we take the kayaks out to San Clemente Island and hopefully catch some fish. Little calico. <laughs> Nothing big. Oh. <laughs> Pretty fish. Little calico. Actually. Oh. <laughs> so I tossed out this uh, dart spin. And on the sink, I got hit. Saw it had a nice, uh, you know, little baby white sea bass, which are just such cool fish. White sea bass are so delicious, but they got to be 28 inches and they get very large. But as I was bringing this one in, a much bigger one was following it along with another calico. So I want to get this guy back in the water really quick. They're fairly fragile, but just a great fish said white sea bass on the little dart spin. They are a croaker. And actually I could feel his body. I could feel him croaking. So that was cool. Little uh, white sea bass on the dart spin. There we go. Little calico bass on the dart spin. They're pretty fish. Get them in the kelp in the rocks they're really sporty you got to keep your drag really tight or they'll they'll get you in the kelp these are very much a saltwater bass oh that was a freaking yellowtail <laughs> broke me off i saw him come up 20 pound test in the kelp on a yellowtail you ain't gonna win that one <laughs> Oh. I think a uh, successful test run, see how the rack worked. Uh, you know, we ran it across some bumpy waters and it, it just seems solid as heck. Um, the barbecue worked great. <laughs> so that was awesome. 
but uh, these Malone rooftop racks we used, I think are going to be the ticket. So I think we got it dialed. I think uh, we're going to be able to, to run out to San Clemente Island into this setup and not have a problem. So yeah, successful test run. Stick around and see how it pans out out of San Clemente Island. Yeah, and unfortunately we... <laughs> I will say it right now. They said we never quite made it out to San Clemente Island because uh, of the bombing going on out there. And then when the bombing stopped and they opened it up, the uh, the weather was bad. So we ended up fishing around San Diego, but still had a great time. And we'll continue the episode. But again, if you have any questions, comments, make sure you uh, shoot them our way. If you... Um, or walk, uh, watching from anywhere in particular. I, you know, always love to know where you're watching from. If you're watching on Kayak Fishing Tales, our YouTube channel, make sure you have hit subscribe and you hit to get notifications. That way you will get notified when we come live. Um, it's all about making sure people know. So either that or watching on the Kayak Fishing Show group page, I think you're more likely to get um, notified. So, uh Jonas Weiss saying howdy. How you doing, man? Uh, Mitch from Ontario. Thanks for joining us as always. And Justin Seifert, live long and prosper. Well, you too. <laughs> I was watching that new uh, Star Trek Picard. Um, just started watching that. I was a Star Trek fan in my youth. <laughs> so... Um, Oh, and Jeremy Parker says, good day. How you doing, man? Thanks for joining us. I do appreciate it. Again, this episode, we are in my hometown. We are in San Diego. And uh, the plan was to load the boats up onto, uh, or the kayaks up onto my boat and then take them out to San Clemente Island. But uh, sometimes uh, weather and other things don't uh, go to plan. So yeah, yeah, pivot. Let's keep her going. To innovation. Seaguar, the inventor and perfecter of fluorocarbon fishing lines and leaders. Kokitat, manufacturing paddling gear in Arcata, California for more than 45 years. Here in San Diego, we worked out a few bugs on the transporting the boat. So we're going to do another trial run today. Go poke around La Jolla, maybe go look for some kelp patties, just see uh, how quickly we can deploy kayaks and all that. Just getting ready for this trip out to San Clemente Island. I just want to make sure, because I've never done an overnighter out there. I've never carried kayaks out there for sure. So I uh, just want to work out all the bugs before we make that 70 mile uh, trip offshore. I said, basically we're stalling because the island is being bombed and we can't yeah, Sean, go out there. <laughs> uh, I like to try for some baits around here. So grab a sabiki rod and we'll see if we can catch some mackerel. Catching bait on the on the boat is just like in the kayak. You got to use the tools that you got. So, you know, you're using your Raymarine electronics for looking for schools that are below the surface. A lot of times we'll troll our sabiki rigs because, you know, there'll be some random fish around. And then, of course, use your eyes. Look for stuff up on the surface and look for birds. Birds are going to be one of your best indicators from any, any distance away of, of having any bait. So I've got our boat set up with uh, quite a bit of Raymarine electronics. Um, I've got two units inside the house. Uh, one I use the fish finder and the other one for navigation. And then I love having this 12 inch screen out here on the deck. So if I'm standing back here, 
if somebody else is back here, uh, they can kind of see what's going on below the boat, particularly when we're looking for bait or if we're fishing vertically, jigging for tuna and stuff. Having this back here makes a big difference rather than having to poke your head into the house every time you want to see the screen. These are common dolphin. Um, I don't know if we're a nursery here or what, but we get these huge, huge pods of them. And a lot of times they'll be little babies that, I mean, they're literally like this big and just swimming around out here. And just, it, it is always cool. It never gets old. In San Diego in the summer, the amount of marine mammals, dolphins and whales in particular, is just crazy. We ran into big pods, you know, just acres and acres of them. Makes me smile. I've seen it a thousand times. I smile every time. I take pictures every time because it, it's just, it's just cool. If you love someone, that's awesome. But just tell them that. Don't get one of these. <laughs> every time we come out here, we find these stupid Mylar balloons. I think our biggest day ever, we found probably a dozen of these uh, things. Our biggest day was like two dozen. Nailed another one. <laughs> no. Just You're know. a star! <laughs> it never ends. More Mylar. Every time we go out, every time we go out, we're pulling up these Mylar balloons. Like Sean says, if you love them, tell them. Don't give them a Mylar balloon. Jim had this little thing from Patrick Sabeel, uh, this new company, Band of Anglers, called a, a dart spin, I believe it is. Every time we fish that thing, uh, both on the drop on the troll, on the retrieve. It just caught a ton of fish. Another one. It's one of these, okay, we came out here to test out the kayak mounts. Go look for some kelp patties. Come back in La Jolla. It's like, oh, we just got a little bit of time to kill so we'll just fish off the boat for a little bit and it's the best fishing we've had of course so it may not be kayak fishing but we're having a ball <laughs> oh that's a i love when they get this color they, they're spawning and they get this darker orange, rusty, rusty orange, yellow color to them. And they're just such a pretty fish. So if you are a uh, freshwater fisherman and you never caught calico bass, like I said, they are very much bass-ish. Um, except they're a lot tougher. You know, they're very much tougher than a freshwater bass. Uh, close to, I guess, more, if I was to equate them to either of the bass, or the bass species, I'd say a smallie, uh, the way they kind of bulldog you. Here you catch them in kelp and in boiler rocks in, in pretty nasty neighborhoods. So you, you got to lock them down to get them in. And um, just a super fun fish. Very slow growing fish. So we try to um, very much promote uh, catch and release. Um, a legal calico bass is um, 14 inches now. And uh, it takes, you know, it'll be seven, eight, nine years old to get to that size. So when you're talking about getting, you know, a real quality size when you're wanting these eight or, you know, the holy grail getting the double digit, you know, 10 pounder, 
that's a very, very old fish. So uh, we definitely uh, promote catch and release. If you are going to keep them, keep the barely legals, you know, keep those small ones, let the big ones go uh, because uh, they are um, slow growing. And those big ones, as everybody knows, those are the brood stock with the most amount of eggs. So, um, and, you know, you always want to have that opportunity to catch that trophy again. Um, Rudy says they pick up mylar balloons every time out at Chesapeake Bay. Yeah, it's ridiculous. I mean, like I said, we actually make a game of it. We'll blow past the mylar balloon at not full speed, but going fairly quick sometimes. And it's a game to see if the, the guy in the back can gaff it as we go by. If we miss it, we always go back and get it. But it just makes it fun because it's we see so, so many of them. So, you know, like I said, if... If you're start, still buying mar, Mylar balloons, you're wrong because they just get away from you. You know, it happens. You see kids let them go all the time. And if you're doing any kind of celebration and letting them go, that's littering. <laughs> just don't do it. Um, Rudy says, are you using those hyperspins with jig heads and what size? Also, are you letting them dead drop and reel back? Uh, it's the dart spin, the hyperlastic dart spin by Band of Anglers. Um, dude, I, yes, <laughs> to answer your question. Yes. Uh, you can fish them, um, with a lead head, which if you're in open water, you know, that's a great way to do it. Uh, if you're fishing heavy cover, they will fish hundred percent weedless, um, or very close, you know, a, a weighted weedless hook and they fish very, very weedless in, in heavy structure. So in the heavy kelp, I'm fishing it with a weighted weedless hook. If I'm in open water, you know, I'm going to fish more exposed hook just to increase your hookup ratio. Uh, I was actually talking to Patrick Sedil the other day about um, targeting. A lot of times the, the tuna out here, the bluefin tuna will get really dialed in on uh, very small baits. So then use the small size dart spin and they make dart spins from two and a half inches to seven inches. Now for the calico bass, I like the big ones, uh, seven incher. They will hit a bait as big as them. So I like that big one. Uh, but they, again, two and a half, four and a half, five and a half, seven inch. Um, so you just got to kind of pick which one, when you like, but like I said, I was talking to Patrick about uh, the tune and when they're locked in on the small baits and then he's like, well, use the, you know, the three and a half, four and a half incher. And then um, use a regular tuna hook, you know, a nice J hook and just go up through the, the nose of the uh, dart spin. And uh, then maybe up above that with a, a small sinker and they'll key in on that. I have caught, I've got, I've caught like 30 species at least of fish on the dart spin, including yellowfin tuna. And they just, just deadly. I mean, they've become my favorite go-to lure really. Um Justin, do I ever chase halibut on the West Coast? Yes. Um, not a lot. And, you know, some guys just get dialed in and that's what they like to fish for is halibut. And, you know, when I'm up in Alaska, yeah, I'll go for the halibut. But down here, the, the style of fishing, bounce balling and all that, sometimes to me is a little bit boring. Um, I really like the more active stuff, either going for bigger pelagic fish or being more active and fishing for the calicos. That's really my favorite. I love fishing calicos. Um, when I'm not targeting big pelagics. Um, Mouth fish, algebra teacher here, haircut looking clean, Jim. Actually, not, not a hair. I'm just not wearing a hat. 
<laughs> you normally see me with a hat on. So I uh, haven't had my hair cut in uh, a couple months. So, but thank you. <laughs> it's just clean and, <laughs> and not no hat on today. So anyway, let's keep the, uh, keep the episode going. So I'm fishing this, uh, this dart spin with a little weed guard on it because we are around some pretty thick kelp. Um, the cool thing about what I'm finding with this lure, and is it is a new lure, is that that blade starts spinning really easily. So even with this light weight, as it's, as it's sinking, that blade immediately starts spinning. And so I've been hit a lot on the drop, but then I can retrieve it really slow and still have action on that blade. So I can stay in the strike zone longer rather than having to reel fast to get that thing spinning. That's a so, nice so far this right being there. a super effective lure. Look at that, beautiful. Look at that. Nice. Oh my God, that is a tank. Patrick's gonna love that one. <laughs> <laughs> all right well i think our, our tests were successful on the rack we ran it through some rough seas it really held up well uh and then to finish off the day man we just came in here just to throw some baits and uh got to do a great calico bass bite right off la jolla so fun day and i think we're i think we're ready to go out to san clemente island stick around i think it's going to be a blast if you ever have the chance to go to San Clemente Island, and I've been out there a lot um, on mothership trips uh, with uh, the Islander. Um, I used to run mothership trips on a, a friend's uh, Bertram. And I mean, it's just a wonderful, wonderful place. And you, you have the chance to Jackson really get some big calicos or tuna right offshore. It, it's amazing. Jackson Kayak. A band of anglers. Seagar. Kokatat. Power pull micro anchor. So one thing we did do, and it's the same thing I do when I'm out of my kayak, this this time we did it from the boat, was going out and getting our own bait. We're getting some greenback mackerel uh, for trolling around for yellowtail, white sea bass. Greenback mackerel are really uh, about the best bait you're going to have out here. The only thing better is live squid. So I got the uh, Kraken here, the 13.5. Uh, I've got it rigged with the uh, Kraken crate, which is just super easy to make into a bait tank. Um, the pump is just right down here in the uh, bait pump scupper. And then this is all plumbed out. Uh, the way I did, I did this one because I didn't want to hardwire it into the boat. I wanted it a little more portable. I've just got the Nakwa battery and then one of the uh, Nakwa waterproof switches. And it just makes it really easy. I can just put this in the pouch on the back of my kayak, hit the button, and I got water. Kind of the last piece of my rigging here. I've got my shark shield from Ocean Guardian. And uh, we've got a bit of a hammerhead issue here in La Jolla sometimes and you know no worries about them attacking you or anything but they will grab your fish from time to time and 
you just don't want that happening right next to the kayak. So I always have this with me. If I'm bringing up a big fish, I then turn it on. We're supposed to be out at San Clemente Island. Uh, we had our boat all dialed in. San Clemente Island is a military bombing range. Uh, and so it's subject to closure from time to time. I checked the schedule and it was wide open. Unfortunately, that schedule is subject to change. And last night when we were kind of getting ourselves ready to run out to the island, uh, we looked at the schedule again and the island is closed. So we have no place to anchor out there. We can't fish around the island. Uh, that's a long way to go to not be able to fish. So we decided to uh, stick around here in my home waters. You know, we're still using the, uh, the boat as a mothership just to get some more time on the water and a camera platform. But, you know, that's the way it goes. So hopefully get some yellowtail. If that's not happening, maybe go inside the kelp and uh, throw for calico some more. Hopefully that's what we get in today is a nice big fat yellowtail and make up for the fact that we couldn't go out to the island. Your sea lion, dog. maybe. I think your sea lion, dude. I know. Is he actually on? Yeah, which doesn't make sense. You sure that's a dog? I, I'm not. Dude, that's looking like a yellowtail. Yep. I think you're on a fish, dude. I think I am, too. That is a fish. That's a yellow. <laughs> Come on, baby. I can feel him in the kelp, dude. Oh, really? I'll hammer him. I'm trying to. I'm trying to. Yellows really have a tendency to run into that kelp like and that. break you off. I have a makeup. I can't believe he hasn't broken off yet because it's in his mouth, actually. And this is why we uh, have the shark shields. Like I said, we get some makos out here. We got some hammerheads. So safest for the, us, safest for the shark. Just going to cut them off, leave the hook in them. It'll rust out in no time. Bye, buddy. Woo, oh, yeah. He just totally just swam away yeah, healthy. He <laughs> oh, man. So the problem we have here in La Jolla is we have a huge overpopulation of uh, pinnipeds, sea lions. There's not a lot of boats out here fishing. If you get a sea lion on you, they just won't leave. They won't leave you alone. And I mean, say if you're trying to live bait fish and troll for yellowtail, they'll either take your bait or if you hook a yellowtail, they'll take the yellowtail. You basically just have to stop fishing. Sometimes that means stop fishing for hours. The option though is to have the bass gear with you if the sea lions are on you out there, go up, throw plastics for, for the calico bass, fish up in the kelp. Generally speaking, the sea lions won't take a calico. They're very spiny. Uh, they like that nice soft mackerel in the yellowtail. So another nice calico. Yeah, our, our, our sea lion issue is no <laughs> joke here. It, it's terrible. Calico nice. bass. Calico bass on the live bait. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, we all like to, to get those big yellowtail, and, and you always like to um, be out there on the water by yourself. But if you are out there by yourself, then the sea lines will really lock in on you. If there's a lot of guys out, they'll, they'll go from one boat to another, to another, to another. 
Um, I mean, and there's a lot of them, but like I said, they'll kind of bounce from boat to boat to boat and you'll have a window of opportunity where you are able to fish. But if you're out there by yourself and they key in on you, they will just sit there and you literally cannot put a bait in the water. Um, it, it's insanely annoying and you really just can't do much about it. You know, we're on kayaks. We can't go fast enough to get away from them. If you're in a power boat, that's happening. You just haul butt away, start at a different spot. And, but they'll, you'll see them following the sport boats and they just follow and wait till they set up. And then they just pick off your fish or pick off your live bait. Like they do with our mackerel. Um, it's the, it, they're just super annoying and it is the sea lions. It's very rare that the Harbor seals, which we also have out there, it's very rare that the seals are an issue. Uh, it's the sea lions and they are super annoying. I mean, they were, they're tricky too. Um, they will literally sit in a position where you can't see them, uh, or they will go away and you'll see them going away. And as soon as you put a bait in the water, they have actually gone back underwater because you think they've gone away. They have come back and they circle around. And as soon as you put the bait in the water, boom, they're on you. Or the other little trick they like to do is sit underneath your kayak right behind you. So, you know, you're looking over your shoulder. You don't see them. You think they're gone. And again, you put the bait in the water and bam, they've taken your bait. And I said, it's, it's very, it can be very, very frustrating. So where I, I in the early days when I, for the, the kayak, they did not, have the kayaks figured out. Uh, so I could be out there fishing and they're picking off fish from all the boats, but they didn't pay any attention to the kayaks. If you saw one nearby, you just bury your rod tip in the water if you're hooked up and they just didn't pay any attention to the kayaks at all. But now they got us figured out and there's a lot of kayaks out there and we can't get away from them. So it's a pain. <laughs> uh, there's a couple comments here. I see... Matt said, uh, I would love to catch a halibut at one point in my life. I've got a lot of halibut and uh, they sure are delicious. They're super fun. Um, and Facebook user is uh, watching over on our group page. So again, you need to give the group page um, StreamYard uh, permission to use your name. So we know who you are. So we can say hello, but uh, I'm healing up not as fast as I would like. Um What's this? Justin says, I imagine they could be caught using vertical jigging bucktails like they do on the East Coast for fluke or at least for the smallish ones, smallish ones. Yeah, bucktails work very well on halibut. Um, bounce balling works really well for halibut. So, uh, you know, with a weight, with a small dodger, flasher, and then a hoochie or your bait back behind that. That works really, really well. Uh, you know, live bait down on the bottom. Uh, they're actually much more aggressive, much more predatory than a lot of people think. Um, they will, I mean, I've seen videos of these things following a bait for a really, really long time. Um, I've seen them jumping out of the water chasing bait. So halibut are a little more aggressive than a lot of people think. They just lay on the bottom and are opportunistic, but they truly are predators. Um yeah, the seal situation, and it is sea lions. Again, it's sea lions, not the seals. The seals aren't nearly a problem as much as sea lions, but it, it's not funny. 
you know, it, it's, they will drive you absolutely crazy. Um, when they're on you and they won't leave you alone. I mean, like I said, we even have it happen in the boat where you think, okay, well, I've run down to the other end of La Jolla and you start to fish and they pop up, they, they follow you all the way to another spot uh, and you just can't even put a bait out. So, oops, hit the right button, keep her going. Ah. Well, one last little calico to finish the day. Had fun on these guys today, at least. Uh, the uh, sea lions really did a number on us. So we got one more day to fish here uh, tomorrow. Hopefully we can get on one of the right kind. Powerpole Micro Anchor, Siegler Reels, ACR, Ray Marine, this is a cool drone shot of Today's the boat. Today we're <laughs> supposed to be at San Clemente Island, couldn't go out there because of closure, so so far we have a really pretty day here we decided to fish la jolla again that's sea lion hopefully the sea lions leave us alone slow trolling our live mackerel that's kind of the routine here if you want the yellows you got to put in the time you got to be out here and trolling and looking uh having a vertical jig ready have a surface jig ready fish that most people come here for is the yellowtail and if you want the yellows it's a finicky beast but uh you got to put in your time out here and just paddling or pedaling, whatever the case may be. Oh, yeah, it's a hell of it. No, <laughs> this is even funnier. It's a freaking link cod. <laughs> oh, that is classic. I came uh, all the way to San Diego to catch fish from my house. <laughs> oh, that's too much. I thought for sure it was going to be a butt. I just hopped over some rocks and then uh, had a real easy take, not like a lingcod. I want to put him in the boat. We'll measure him up and uh, maybe we'll have some tacos. Yeah, there's a, the live bait a lot more lingcod up north. The magic dart spin works again. Got a pretty nice bonita here. I don't generally gaff bonita but I'm going to, I think. Bonita don't get a lot of respect as a food fish, but I actually really like it. This is a nice Bonita. That's oh, a quality wow. bone right there. <laughs> Put another one on the dart another spin. Another species hitless. on the dart spin. <laughs> Woo! That was fun. They're such sporty little fish. I mean, they're not yeah. huge, but they're like a tuna, man. They just fly. Boredom to bedlam. <laughs> Paddling and drifting all morning. Nothing. And then we both hook up at almost the same time. Sean gets a nice little lingcod there, and 
I got a Bonita. I mean, it's totally different. Mine's way up on the surface and his is way on the, on the bottom, right? It's so, ridiculous. And the nice thing is they're both good eating fish. Really good eating fish, yeah. Well, uh, we got a couple of good fish. We've got a major fog bank rolling in here, and there's a lot of boat traffic. So I think we're going to wrap it up for today. Uh, we're going to head inshore into the bay and throw a couple of these fish on the grill. So uh, stick around and uh, see how those look. main thing about Bonita is you got to take care of it. We got this thing. I bled it. I got it on ice immediately. So it's going to be a really nice piece of meat. So we're going super simple. Uh, going with just Lowry's on here, just so basically get a little salt, add a little bit of flavor to it. Um, because that's all we happen to have on the boat. But uh, got this great magma grill. Already preheated. That sizzle. Our whole plan was to be mother shipping and, and cooking and doing all this out of San Clemente Island. But again, we couldn't go out there. So we figured, you know what? We still have all the stuff. Let's have some fun and cook up some fish out here on the water. I mean, there's nothing better. I mean, can it get any fresher? I don't think so. Cheers. So good. So yeah, the uh, the part two of this, um, we pick up the blue sky and do some stuff for the blue sky next week. Um, on those Bonita, um, the the key, like we said, is really to take care of them, bleed them out right away, and then get them on ice. They make great pokey, uh, you know, eating them uh, raw. Um, the way we cooked them there was very reminiscent of what I used to do when I was a kid, when I was uh, working on some sport boats, you'd catch a bonita and you'd just immediately bleed it out, take it into the grill in the, and have the, the cook just throw it right on the grill and you'd have a bonita sandwich. I mean, just straight from the water out under the grill. And it was so, so good. Absolutely amazing. Um, Hey, Jim, Josh here. <laughs> so Facebook user was my good buddy, Josh Dolan, who is just absolutely crushing it lately. Um, potential world record fish right now. And I don't even know what kind of fish it was, but uh, he's crushing it. Every time he goes out, he crushes it. So uh, glad. Follow, follow, have rods, will travel because uh, Josh catches a lot of fish and he's working really, really hard at it. Um Bob uh, says, great show. Thanks for learning a lot. I'm from New York. Well, thanks for joining us from New York, Bob. I appreciate it. And I appreciate all of you for uh, joining us. Um, again, we are here every Tuesday and Thursday. This Thursday, we will be back with one of our older episodes, the Ocean Kayak Years. And then next Tuesday, again, we will have part two of our trip here in San Diego. Uh, and again, as I recall, that episode is a lot of uh, stuff went because we had just gotten, I mean, we actually had to go and pick up the blue sky uh, from a dealer. And so it had just come out. So it was when we were just kind of figuring that boat out and having a lot of fun with that. So hope you can join us. 
If you are going out on the water, please remember always wear your PFD and keep your paddle right side up. Thank you all for joining us. Woo!